if we refuse to let things go, if we refuse to quit, we put ourselves in jeopardy of never reaching those goals because we are refusing to give them our best energy, our clearest mind, our most intense focus, because we cannot let go of the distractions. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. So I get so many questions along the lines of, ah, how can I work with you? (laughs) You're changing my life and I want more of this. And if you fall into that category and you are a woman of color, faculty member in academic medicine, public health, or allied fields, then just keep listening. Listen, are you building the academic career you want? or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list. A successful career doing the work you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3x your productivity, hone your passions into funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you've been to every career development and professional development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face. If you're working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first. If you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about. I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help women of color faculty of all career levels in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support and sustainability. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, our six-month high-performance coaching program for high-achieving women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good. So you lead your career with clarity and confidence. You learn productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time, abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. 
Yes, this future is possible for you and it's waiting on you to make the first step. If you are ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to join our waitlist at kemidole.com backslash grant. After you join the waitlist, you'll be notified when the next Get That Grant cohort will be enrolling. Your application process will include an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that the career you want isn't really possible. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to level up your experience and your impact. Join the waitlist today to get in line. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to sign up. Talk to you soon. Hello, hello, you all. I hope you're doing well this week. I will admit that I am a little tired this week. It's like not a physical tired. It's like an emotional tired. Um, So if you hear that in my voice, I'm just uh, welcoming that. I think we could all use some more practice with simply being where we are. In this place, though, I've been reflecting on on a challenge that I see come up with clients, um, and I also see just come up an observation that I want to spend some time reflecting on and speaking about with you all this week. And this topic is about how to let things go. You know, we spend a lot of time, maybe even on this podcast, but certainly I think in wellness conversations and career development conversations and beyond talking about, you know, saying no, you got to say no, you got to say no, which is, I obviously, I talk about this a lot, but I think it's important. It has its place. It's overused. However, I don't think that we talk enough about, or I think that there's an opportunity to spend some more time talking about letting things go, (laughs) otherwise known as quitting, (laughs) letting things go. This, I think, is relevant for all of us, for everybody. Wherever you are in your career, about to start, just started deep into it, the likelihood that you have taken on things, the likelihood that your quote unquote no game, you're you're saying no was was not 100% perfect all of the time, and therefore you have things on your plate that don't belong there, Um, temporary things, long-lasting things, as I want to say it's approaching 100%. That at some point we have said yes to something that ultimately we don't need to be involved in. Or when we said yes, it was a yes. It did make sense, but it doesn't anymore. And we can very easily basically get stuck, real stuck, because I offer we don't have enough of a framework. We don't have enough of an experience around letting things go well. And so that's what I want to meditate on a little bit and just chat about with you today. So first, I want to establish that we do collect things. (laughs) We collect things on our plate. And like, let's just have, let's all just be real honest. Let's all just acknowledge that we are in these academic careers because we like to do a lot of different things, that we are not one trick ponies. We enjoy having the days that are different, the days that are dedicated to different areas. We enjoy using different parts of our brains. We enjoy doing different things. We collect things because we are multi-passionate. We collect things because we are not here in academic medicine or public health or allied fields under duress. We're not here because we were forced to be here. We're here because we want to be here because we like all the things. 
So that's one reason why we simply will end up collecting things. If you combine that with a not 100% perfect no filter, that means that you are going to collect things on your plate, responsibilities that are no longer serving you. The second reason, however, why we collect things that I think we must acknowledge, that I always want to acknowledge, is that we are also in systems kind of set up to discourage a no, (laughs) set up to discourage personal agency, especially at the beginning of your career. A lot of us have been indoctrinated into training mindset, and I don't say that as a negative thing. I say that as there's a certain way that you needed to move as a trainee in order to be successful and in order to be deemed a success. And a lot of that or a significant part of that mindset and that way to move is to accept things given to you as the challenge to take them on and do them well. That mindset is, you know, give it to me and I will excel. And that is very, very, very deeply rooted in many of us. And again, this is not a critique. There is nothing wrong with that. In many ways, this is being very good at that is what got you as far as you are. And as we've discussed before on the podcast, many of us move into faculty positions and we keep that same mindset, that training mindset does not leave us two, three, four, six, 10, 15 years into our career. Give it to me and I will excel. So the combination of simply being excited and multi-passionate and into a lot of things, in addition to being in environments and being in environments or in cultures where Um, both externally, but also internally, there's a lot of pressure to take things on regardless and demonstrate your excellence means that we are going to collect things. And it means that every single one of us at some point are going to need to deal with quitting something or letting something go. So why does this come up? Well, not just because it's, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. No, the actual much more important reason is that We also have very specific goals for our careers. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you do, because I really speak to people who are here on purpose. They are in this academic game, race, crazy place on purpose because they have very specific work they want to do in the world, because they have very specific areas of science and research that are so compelling and engaging to them. And that means that you have goals that you are trying to reach. You have goals of getting funded. It might be the very first grant. It might be the 10th. You have goals of certain leadership positions. You have goals of having certain influence. You have goals, important ones that go beyond checking the box of I did or did not show up to work today and go beyond hitting the minimum, the bare minimum. You have goals. And when we are in a situation where it's pretty much 100% likely that you got a lot of things on your plate, some of which are great and some of which just simply don't belong there, combined with a deep-seated culture around whatever you've got on your plate, excel at it, that trainee mindset, combined with really, really, really critical goals that are really the, the fuel behind your career, we have to be able to manage this. We have to be able to not just manage this, but take action and move forward. And that action has to involve letting things go. So before I get to letting things go, I want to talk a little bit more about what happens when we don't, okay? 
So we understand this circumstance we can be in. I don't know why, but I like constantly envision somebody like with their hands out, just holding on to way too many things, like trying to navigate, like trying to walk around with just like this pile of boxes in front of their face. And at some point it's like something's got to give. But here's the problem. When we don't take the moment to pivot and do the hard thing and let things go, there's kind of two possibilities. With regard to your goals, with regard to those things that are compelling, that are really driving you in your career. One is that if we refuse to let things go, if we refuse to quit, I'm going to use that word multiple times on purpose. If we refuse, we put ourselves in jeopardy of never reaching those goals because we are refusing to give them our best energy, our clearest mind our most intense focus, because we cannot let go of the distractions. So some people just simply don't reach the goal. And instead of it, that, that being communicated, instead of our language around it being, I stayed holding on to things that really weren't serving me. I stayed holding on to things, proving my excellence in ways that were not nourishing to me, that were not about what I was needing to do. And therefore I did not reach my goal. I did not execute on my value. I did not get where I wanted to go. We say things like, oh, well, it turns out that wasn't really possible. We have a narrative around calling people basically naive for thinking that they could reach their goals. You know, we hear people and I know y'all have, I know y'all have who can create a whole narrative around how, you know, their dreams and their goals just weren't really possible. It just was never going to happen. I understand that adaptation. That's not the word I'm looking for. What is the word I'm looking for? That um, adaptive behavior. I understand it. But the bottom line is without being able to quit things, without being able to let things go, we put ourselves in danger of never reaching the goals, our goals that matter. The second thing that happens is shout out to my achievers. (laughs) We do reach the goals because you know what? We'll do it by any means necessary. So we will stay up all night and get it done. We will work all the weekends and get it done. We will sacrifice the time with loved ones and get it done. We'll be like, eat, sleep. What is that? I'm going to get it done. I'm holding on to all these extraneous things and I'm hitting my goal and I'm submitting and getting the grant and I'm going nuts. It's a pandemic. I'm still getting the multi-million dollar grant. We will go hard and we will reach our goal. And then. And then we will have the choice. We've made it anyway. Now what? And what can happen here is that if we don't pause in this moment where you've reached the goal, you've done it despite these odds, you've done it even though you've got all this extraneous stuff on your schedule, the default pattern will be to simply just try to do both. To just do the, what I call the double job, the double work, the work aligned with your passion and goals, all of that combined with striving to stay excellent in tasks and things on your plate that do not serve you, that no longer serve you. And what happens here, I think, is sometimes even more sad than when we don't reach our goal at all. Because we will get to the place, to the thing of finally getting what we want. We will get funded. We will get the leadership opportunity. We will leave and get a new job. We will do the thing. We will tirelessly work and reach that milestone. And then instead of letting go 
of the things that don't serve us, we will immediately, immediately sacrifice the quality of our experience in this new endeavor. Let's say it's a funded grant in order to hold on to things that don't serve us. We will start looking to hire out to do things that we would love ourselves to do because we don't have time because we don't, won't let go of the things that don't serve us. This is my plea. (laughs) This is my thesis to argue, to present to you, to offer to you. Quitting is a required skill. Quitting is a required skill. Letting things go is a required skill. And I am emphasizing it because I want to acknowledge how difficult that is when we have been trained up to define excellence as taking something on and sticking it out through until somebody else takes it off your plate. But we don't have the luxury of not being able to learn how to quit and learn how to let go if we are about the business of using our best time and energy to do the work that we love to make the impact that we want to make in this world. So this is what I want to offer to you as some steps forward in how to let go or less gently how to quit, (laughs) how to quit things. So first I want to acknowledge something. If you work hard, if you're an achiever, The first step in being able to let things go is to trust your past self. Trust yourself that the work that you have put into something, the quality and the quantity of it was valuable. And no matter what happens after you go, that value is not taken away. Even if Whatever the thing is totally ends and shuts down. That value that you had put into it, that does not go away. What resulted from that time is not erased. But most often what happens is not that it all disappears. It's simply that somebody else takes over or somebody else does it or it morphs and looks differently. And I want you to understand that being able to let go, the beginning of it is trusting your past self and the work that you put in to say, I did well. I am leaving you with something of quality that you can now build on. And in order to move forward in the work that I need to do in the world, it is time for this to move on to a different owner or a different person or iterate in a different way. And that is okay. That is okay, y'all. Because as opposed to the mindset that we get indoctrinated into, as opposed to the culture that we have, that if you are given something or if you have taken something on because you forgot to say no, it is yours and defining your integrity and your loyalty by keeping and holding on to it forever and ever, amen, until somebody else forces it out of your hands. As opposed to that, I am telling you instead that you have the right to grow, You have the right to have a journey and to change. You have the right to move past or move beyond tasks and things that used to be potentially your primary focus. You have the right to grow. Not only that, you are supposed to grow. That is the very nature of our careers. We are supposed to continue to learn and grow. And when you do that, your interest and your value and where your energy is going also grows with you, also changes, which means what used to maybe even be a resounding yes three years ago is no longer appropriate for your time and energy. 
And certainly the things that you never meant to say yes to, but snuck in there, the things that you were, quote, voluntold to do, definitely don't belong anymore. And I want you to understand that you have the right to grow and you are supposed to grow in academics. That is part of your job. That is part of your pathway to making and creating important work in the world. That was the second step to letting go. Recognize that you have the right to grow. Number three, because you have the right to grow, because you are supposed to, this is why moving on or let's use the word again, y'all quitting is not equivalent to abandonment. It is not equivalent to desertion. Absolutely not. Now, obviously, I expect you to be a respectful and upstanding person (laughs) that gives people notice and clarifies things and you can set things up as well as possible, as well as you can logically. And we all know how to do this. P.S., which is why I'm not focusing on like the steps to send the email and set up a successor. And you all know how to do all that. Let's be honest. The reason why we don't do this is the internal stuff. The reason why we don't do this is the feeling that if I move on from this activity or this task or this thing that used to define me or that what I used to do, I am abandoning something. I am abandoning it and that is bad. And that means I'm out of integrity or that means I don't know, I don't have the same value I used to or whatever. And that is not true. That is a lie. Being able to respectfully and responsibly move things off your plate is a sign of maturity and it is a sign of your growth. And in contrast to abandonment, it is a sign of your dedication to your goals, to your purpose, to the mission of your career. Which is why if you refuse to let go, if you continue to hold on to things, to responsibilities, to tasks, to roles that no longer are appropriate for where you are trying to go in your career, that are no longer serving you, that you are doing out of resentment, that you are doing because you feel like there's no other way. When you continue to hold on to those, what you are actually doing is abandoning your future. That's what you're doing. You are taking this bounty that you might've just received the grant, the position, the new job, the whatever. And you are abandoning it in favor of continuing to hold on to things that do not serve you because nobody ever taught you how to quit. All right, y'all. That's what I wanted to share with you today. I want to encourage you to reframe if you've got some kind of refrain, huh? See what I did there? In your head about not being able to move on, about not being able to leave about thinking all of your work doesn't matter. If you leave, none of that is true. None of it is true. Trust your past self and trust your work. Know the value of it, regardless of what happens next. Understand that you have the right and you are supposed to grow and develop as a faculty member and move on to bigger and more impactful or different things in your career. Moving on from the things that used to serve you a year ago, three years ago, four years ago, or never served you is not abandonment. It is maturity and choosing to hold on to things because simply it's too uncomfortable to let go is actually abandoning your future. I don't want y'all to do that. I want y'all to be willing to face challenges and being willing to face the hard things that are worth it. 
because the hard things that are worth it, things like this, things like quitting, things like having to let go and many others, things like optimizing the relationships with your mentors and your leaders, things like optimizing your micro environment around you. So you create calm and whatever sea of chaos that you're in, things like being able to own and then protect and execute on your value, things like being able to be strategic with your energy and your time, things like being able to set up boundaries that are logical and that make sense so that you can do the work. All of these things that are hard that I want to acknowledge, yes, they are hard. They are the challenges I would much rather you choose to make because they ultimately serve the longevity of your career. They serve the good work that you want to do. They are challenges that renew your energy and renew your optimism and renew the potential that you can see in your career. So yeah, it's hard, y'all. That's okay. It's not supposed to be easy, but it's worth it on the other side. That's the challenge I want you to choose. Not the challenge of trying to stick 36 hours into a 24-hour day. Not the challenge of trying to hide yourself at work because you are oriented towards keeping somebody else happy. Not the challenge of trying to cut off the things that you care about the most in order to simply get enough sleep each night and feel like you can see your family. No, I don't want you to choose those challenges. I want you to choose the challenges that feed back into the career that you deserve, the career that you were here to embark on, the challenge that you were up for all along because y'all are hard workers, because y'all care, because you have goals that are meaningful, because of all of those things. I invite you to find something to quit. All right, y'all. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope this message was helpful to you. If it was, please do come and find me on any of the socials, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Kemi Dole, K-E-M-I-D-O-L-L on all the socials. Feel free to give me a shout out or shoot me a DM and let me know what was helpful. And finally, Please note that this podcast was edited by the wonderful Colette McKenzie at www.colettemckenzie.com. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. I'm energized just by speaking with y'all. Take care. Bye. Hello, I'm coming through to remind you that we are starting a listener letter segment on the Your Unapologetic Career podcast right in with questions that you have. You can ask me anything. I will decide what I want to answer. You can bring forth challenging situations or suggest topics you might want to hear more about. To do that, you can reach me at podcast at kdolcoach.com. That's podcast at kdolcoach.com with your questions. Please note if you'd like to be anonymous, and I will always do my best to keep you so. Excited to hear from y'all. 